welcome back. Uh, hopefully by now you've had a chance to go through some of the preliminary emails and the coursework and you've sort of set yourself up ready to go for today. So today I wanted to touch on mindfulness. Now with mindfulness, I find that a lot of people get really stuck on the idea that it's meditation or you should be sitting there quietly reflecting on your life and this and that. And that is not actually what mindfulness is. So firstly, mindfulness is actually cultivated from self-awareness. And we do that by understanding our state of mind and how that's affecting our body and emotions. And it sounds like that should be really simple, but it's actually quite complicated because I think because we make it complicated, but also it's our conditioning, which we'll get into in later lessons. But for today, what we want to look at is the difference between being proactive and reactive. Now, most people have a pretty good understanding of being reactive to something. You know, if you touch something hot, you will react and you'll jerk your hand away. That's actually a really great example of a reaction. Now, when we're in an emotionally reactive state, we tend to feel like we're overwhelmed, we've got no control, and it can often lead us into this victim mindset that life is just happening to us and not for us. Recent example, I've been dealing with my commercial lease and my landlord, and we are probably not what you'd call compatible on a human level. We speak two different languages, and one is he speaks the language of money and business, and I'm very heart-driven. I speak from the heart. I feel like I have to speak my truth and be authentic about the human side of a situation. And as you can imagine, when you have two immovable objects smashing into each other, you will likely just see this which is kind of what happened. But when I reflected on how I went into the situation, I realized that I had all this pent up frustration with him in for many reasons. And I went in there with a reactive mindset. I'm like, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to give him a piece of my mind and I'm not going to back down and I'm not there to negotiate. I'm there to tell him what I want and that's that. He's come into it with exactly the same mindset of bullishness. I'm here to get what I want. That's that's how he handles his, his life. He goes in like a bull at a gate and gets what he wants. So the two of us there were just basically like going head to head and there was it was just me reacting to him and him reacting to me. And it was probably about midway through that I realized that it was my mindset going into that conversation that wasn't going to make it productive. I was feeling frustrated and I was taking it out on him and the situation and it wasn't going to get me what I wanted. And so I ended up sort of backing up a little bit and going back to what it was that I'd actually set out to have a conversation about initially and coming back to the point of why I was even engaging with him in the first place. See, this takes a lot of practice and I didn't get it right. I got it very wrong at the start and that led me to feel upset. So when I sat back after the situation had happened, I was reflecting on it and thinking, I feel now I feel upset and I feel angry. And you know, when you replay something in your head about what happened and that's the ego trying to justify 
your part in it. And that takes a little while to bring that down and go, hang on, I did contribute to that situation. I, was, I wasn't a victim. I was part of it and I had the power to change it. And that's part of recognizing being reactive and proactive. So by the end of that conversation, I'd shifted from reaction to proactive where I wanted to make it clear what I wanted and the point of that conversation and our engagement. And then subsequently, I wrote an email a few days later after I'd calmed down and I was very clear and very concise about exactly what it is that I wanted from him. And guess what? We actually started to reach a term of agreement that we could both get to because I had taken control of my emotions and started to think about the situation from a different point of view. So reaction. I want you to sit back and think about situations where you have been reactive. And I mean, this can apply to any part of your life and it doesn't have to be extreme. It could be that you feel your partner isn't listening to you and every time that you try to tell them that how you're feeling and what you need, you're not being heard. And so what happens after that is it could lead to an argument, it could lead to crying, it could lead to many, many things. And that's something to think about. So that was what was happening. You wanted this to happen. It didn't happen the way you wanted. So you reacted in a way that you've been conditioned to react. And then you need to sit back and go, what did I actually want from that interaction? And what was the emotion that drove it? Another great example is if you're trying to lose weight and you think I'm going to go on a healthy eating plan and you start your plan and then a week later your friends are all out for dinner and they're all ordering wine and cake and instead of saying no I'm just going to stick with you know this and this you just completely blow the plan and after that you go well what's the point I'm just going to keep eating the way I was and ultimately you failed at that eating plan and you feel bad about yourself. So it's a perpetuating cycle there. You've created a reactive state for yourself. You knew that eating that food was going to lead you back down this road, but you did it anyway. And that's being reactive to the situation. So you could have taken a proactive approach, read the menu before you went and decided what you were gonna have preemptively so that you didn't go off your diet but that was a choice so you've been reactive and then the reaction to that reaction is subsequently continuing along that path so you need to sit back with the emotion of that what is the emotion that drives self-sabotage and it could be vulnerability it could be self-worth it could be self-hate there's a lot of things that could go behind that so we want to firstly start to go with the big things that make this activity a little bit easier so that we can sit with the big emotions, the hard ones, and start to unpack why we go into situations and we react when we could go in with a more proactive mindset. What is the underlying emotion that drives the reaction? So that's a lot just to start with, but this is the first step in creating mindfulness. So we're going to do this activity. I want you to get a pen and paper out 
and make some columns. Write down situations that you can think of. Now, I don't want you to rush through this. This is an activity where you need to sit and think about the complexity of the emotions. And you might find that with every single one, the emotion is actually the same. It might be always anger. It might be always fear. It might be always frustration. It could be any, it could be the same. So you need to sit with that and really start to delve into it. Now, this is really tough stuff. So leave comments in the section below on the lesson, or you can email me. Um, we will be checking in with you as well for your first week. So don't stress, you're not completely alone, but give this activity a crack. Really give it a go. All right, guys, here we go. I believe in you. You're awesome. Let's get this done.